Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Footwork. I'm Sean. And I'm Dylan. Each week, we're bringing stories and tips from around the globe as we dive into our journey abroad. Outlining what it takes to follow our dream and hopefully yours, even if it's not soccer. So, Dale, V Gates. Everything's good, man. Um, thankfully, got a year visa approved. Um, so, in Germany, at this team for another year at least. Yeah, my contract is a year or two. Um, not the greatest start to the season. I've been playing, which is great. Um, I think I can still perform better. I've gotten a few stats in the last game, some goals and some assists. And but we're just not winning the games that we should be winning. So and the good thing about this league, Sean and I were talking about it, is that anything can really happen. Some results that have just been mind blowing and really puzzling. So it's really like one of those leagues you go on a good stretch, five games, you can really turn it around. So we're trying to not panic, um, staying positive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just trying to. Because we've we've just had poor starts, and then our second half's been a lot better. Any of any of the people who have watched the highlights or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So we'll see where that goes. Other than that, man, can't really complain. Living the life, things it's getting a little colder here, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, it is what it is. The sun it's, the it's sun the sets earlier. It gets a little more depressing, but yeah, every, everything else is good. So okay. really, no complaints. How about yourself, Shawnee? Yeah, same thing here. Uh, we definitely, I think, are underperforming in terms of uh, the talent we have on the team. Um, but like you said, it's it's very early in the season. It's only the sixth game day. Um, and how the season works is our league is set up into two groups, the North and the South. You, we play 20 games in this round, this round. Then the top five get promoted into the promotion round and the bottom six go into a relegation round. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, if if you if you win three games in a row, you can go from bottom to top or close to it. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's a really interesting league this year. Everyone's beating everyone or losing to everyone. It's uh, it's very competitive, which is great from top to bottom. Uh, there's no easy games for sure. Uh, there's definitely no team that's like significantly better than anyone, which is also good. Um, so yeah, it's uh, every week's interesting. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend's game. Another big game this weekend. You have another year of visa as well, right? And we got the visa. Of course, I know. There's a, of course, you know that. <laughs> Funny story with that. I don't know if I should talk about that. Uh, but yeah, we got it. Uh, very last minute. Let's say, let's keep it at that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're good for another year. We've, we've yeah, made it. That's, that's what's important is we're here for another year. And uh, we'll see where things go. For sure. Um, Dill, tell me something you learned, uh, something new you learned about Germany, particularly when it comes to Sunday. I've learned. Um, so Germany is still like they're they're trying to separate church and state, but they're just having like a really tough time doing it. So on Sunday, it's essentially illegal to do like any yard work. It's also like illegal to do like drilling in your house. So like if I wanted to put up like a picture or something, it's I don't know if it's illegal in that sense with that, but you're not allowed to like mow your lawn or do anything like that because Sunday is like 
this is the day. Everything's mm-hmm. closed. I think we mentioned this before. So Everything is closed. closed. It's like, I think there's some good things about it where it's like, there's not this dependency on, on retail and buying and things like this, but mm-hmm. I guess restaurants are still open. It's just, I guess it's, it's just a little bit more relations and family time or friends. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to do things. So that part of it is really cool. Um, coming from America and being the, you know, the ultimate consumers that we are, it's maddening to me that I can't go like get some bread. There's two, there's two supermarkets open in Hamburg and they're like the worst supermarkets. They're right in the central station train station. <clears throat> it's a nightmare. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that it was to that effect that Sunday it's like illegal where if you were doing something like you could get a fine, like you could literally get a fine to, to, to mow your lawn on Sunday. To me, this is a crazy. crazy I guess it's just how you you grow up in the customs, but it's just one of those yeah. things that's just so different. Yeah, yeah. There's also uh, we haven't done this in a while. We used to, you know, have the German word of the word of the pot. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You and have this one? was yeah, this was one. I don't I don't think we've mentioned it. It's it's uh, the word is Hosentasche, and it means pocket, like your pocket mm-hmm. and your pants. But if you break that break that down you, for us, if you if you translate it directly. Hosen is pants. Tasha is bag. So it's your pants bag. It's your pants bag. Dude. That's pants what it bag. is. That's what it is. There are many, or many another, German words that. Another one that you, you got my mind going on it is gloves. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll break it down the other way first. So basically it's, it's hand shoes. Yeah. Hand shoe. Hand shoe simple as that it's amazing <laughs> i mean that's what they are they're your hand shoes and they're not wrong it's just it's we uh, went over turtle one time which is shielded frog shelled frog uh that's that's amazing there's the some curfew other, just, one I forget, what is curfew again oh ausgangsperrt it's basically you can't you're not allowed to go yeah. outside you're you're <laughs> you suspended from leaving yeah but then there's like other funny ones too i was this is this is sauna talk like a few weeks ago with my friends like squirrel, Einhörchen. So it's like so complicated. That's the test. I think we said that before too. That's a test if you if you're getting like the um, the vowels right in German is if you can say squirrel. Everyone mm. think that's thinks that's so funny. Um, also, I also came across my niece actually showed me this. It was like a TikTok of like how just German words are like it always sounds like incredibly aggressive, and they're mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. hippopotamus, and he's like going from. English to Spanish to Italian to Romania. Mm-hmm. It's like to Greece. It's like hippopotamus, hippopotamo, hippopotamos. I guess the German, nipfad. Nipfad. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But it, since you've been here, do you really feel like it's that aggressive? Anymore? No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. But it's I really have not. like, I have a number of players on my team now that are newcomers to Germany. First time, mm-hmm. like they're here for a few weeks and they're saying the same thing. It's like, Everything that's said, it just sounds so aggressive. It's just, it's just the way the words are pronounced. Like people yeah, are not being just... aggressive. It's just the flow of the language and the, mm-hmm. the hard vowels mm-hmm. makes it sound aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting time in Germany too. They have their elections coming up and I won't, I, I've tried to like educate myself on the things. It's just, it's, I hate politics enough. So to engage in another country's yeah. too is just a lot, but it is quite interesting because 
Uh, for those of you who know, Angela Merkel is the one who's been in power, and she's been in power for since Bush. So she's been in power for, for three presidents, which is a crazy thing. And everyone's talking like, what's life after Merkel going to be? It's like a huge testing or turning point, or it could be, or it could just be kind of same of, or, um, you know, business as usual. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. Sean and I will not be able to vote. When is that election? I must say, I'm this am month, end of September. completely ignorant of this. But you haven't seen like, I mean, it's just like, oh, the I mean, US, though. I mean, the, the, the posters and the signs and everywhere. stuff are everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how things go. But that's, I, I, I always like think we can, I always think about things that are funny to, to mention about are just different, you know, cultural things, whether mm-hmm. it's words or something. Um, we'll have to have an episode where we just write them all down because I'm, I'm a little stumped right now, but yeah. there is one more that I just thought of and maybe people think it's stupid, but you know, 52 card pickup, you know, that mm-hmm. stupid mm-hmm. game. Like you just throw, it's not even a game, but you just throw <laughs> everything for them. It's the exact same. They have the exact same thing, but it's called 52 card throwaway. It's just like little things like this. It's like, it's like, it's like how the, the British call uh, push-ups, press-ups. Yeah, things like this. Just and then like, you're kind of like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And then you just keep on going on with your day. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I heard uh, you went mini golfing recently, didn't you? Oh, my God. Didn't know that was a thing here, but I actually have seen one here in Lubeck in the city. There's one in the park um, kind of by where my apartment is. And it was just like... They told us, I don't know, you know, like as Americans, it's like speedy. Everything's speedy. We come from uh-huh. New York, too. So when you go to mini golf, you're not expecting that to be like a three hour no. commitment, right? No. So when we're when we're there, it's like we, we get behind two foursomes of, of older women, like having a great time, you know, good for catastrophic. Them. Oh, my God. A catastrophe. And they're playing it. So like. Playing every ball. every yeah no it's like it's like everyone goes and finishes the entire hole and then the next one starts and we're uh, behind two we're behind eight people so one person finishes then the next person starts the next person goes yeah oh. and they're getting eight nines tens twelve on these fucking oh no <laughs> and so like we catch up to them because they're already on like hole five we catch up to them and then we're just kind of like on their ass just a little bit just to see I come from a golfing family where if someone's behind you, you let them play through as anyone who's golfed kind of, mm-hmm. this is the rules etiquette. Mini golf, I guess is, is doesn't follow the same constraints. Um, but yeah, we just kind of caught up to them. And then these little kids were messing around. Two boys were coming through and they were playing so quickly. And we were like, yeah, you can play through. And we said it like loud. And they looked at us. The old German ladies were like, and then they caught up to the to the the German ladies too, and they're like right behind them, and they're like they basically told the kids you're not allowed to to go in front of us. Like, um, you could skip a few holes and then come back, but like you can't play through. And it's the rules. <laughs> it's against the rules, and it was like it's it just comes back to how certain generations here are so. I guess it's where you're from too. Maybe more north is like this, but yeah. are just so dependent on the rules. Yeah. And coming from New York, coming from a family where 
we would i mean i made the joke that my dad and my brother wouldn't have made it past the first hole they would have left went to the bar got a beer we left after a certain time because i was like i just can't do this i can't do this uh, wow but that's that's the rule following again in a nutshell that's sad maddening maddening to me well i mean maybe you should have taught him how to play gave him some technique tips probably not allowed to do that either no <laughs> six feet i think another thing another thing um we when we do these guests the guests have been great but we've we haven't been able to talk as much about i don't know what we're doing or what we want to do so mm -hmm. i was thinking just a few questions we could rattle off for each other what do you think yeah go for it all right so we'll start with what's your go-to breakfast on game day Depends on what time the game is. Okay, so games at I've been having a lot of two o'clock games in the in the foreseeable future. I think yeah. a lot are at so two. Usually on the weekends, the it's weather at, it's at two. Um, that means I'll wake up. Depends on when you have to leave for the bus because that if it's a home it's a game and away game. game, it's a home game. Home game, so it's at two. You got to be there at twelve thirty. That means I'll eat at ten o'clock, and it'll it's a weird breakfast. Uh, I'll have. Uh, four eggs, um, two pieces of toast, like whole grain toast with uh, avocado, prefer on game day, um, half avocado, and a side, a side dish of sweet potatoes, just uh, carving up for the game, a uh, significant amount of sweet potatoes, uh, and then I'll eat again. Did you say significant amount of I sweet mean, potatoes? I mean, like... Well, so how much what is I, a significant amount? Well, what what I'll do is I'll cook a whole, I'll cook two sweet potatoes. I'll eat oh, one wow. with the breakfast, and then I'll usually mm -hmm. eat half of the other one like thirty minutes, an hour later, kind of just like a snack on. But okay. three hours before the game, I'm done eating, uh, and then anything I eat before the game will be like a piece of an apple, uh, grapes, fruit. oranges, something like that, something very easily digestible. Um, Always a fruit. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And recently, recently, I've also been uh, just hydrating pregame and also mid-game uh, with electrolytes. I bought uh, just a powder. I mean, you have tabs and stuff, but I just have a powder, put it in a liter water bottle, and I uh, drink that as well. So um, you sip that sip that beforehand. water, just sips? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then at halftime, I'm only drinking that, actually. Gotcha. I mean, it's a liter of water with electrolytes in it. Um, mm -hmm. But just on some research I've done, it seems like that's definitely something you should be doing. Uh, it's the same if you drink a Powerade or Gatorade. Uh, you could also do that. It's really sweet, mm -hmm. but it's not such a bad thing uh, because you're sweating. But you can so much. dilute it, things like this. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, um, it, can, it can really help. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, nothing too heavy. It works for mm -hmm. me, it gives me good energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've not had any issues really with cramping in a very, I don't, I can't even remember the last time. Um, so I think it's just, we've learned what, what works for us and yeah. What makes us feel good during the game focus as well as coffee, obviously uh, on game day, I'll, I'll drink my first cup about 11 o'clock kind of with the snack of sweet potatoes after my breakfast a little bit. Gotcha. Um, so eat before the coffee. Yeah. Yeah, the morning, just drinking water and uh, or coconut water or water, either one. Um, I do like to drink that. Usually I drink the coconut water, though, the night before. So leading up to 
the game. Um, yeah, then I drank a small cup. I've actually been recently only drinking espresso. Uh, I have just espresso wow. beans. So I, it's weird because I'm, my body is so used to it now. Like at, at the beginning, you're like, oh, it's such a small amount of liquid. But like, it's, it's concentrated I, I don't know what enough. it is. It's probably, yeah, I'm not sure in ounces. It's probably like two ounces. It's very small. And I, I have a regular coffee mug. So it's just like, it's a little on the bottom. Tiny little bit. It's just kind of like finishing uh, up the And the, the coffee machine I have, it, it's like I do like, uh, it's basically a double, a double shot of espresso. Gotcha. So I'll yeah. drink that uh, at 11. And then I would drink mm-hmm. another one, uh, like as we're kind of at the game at 1230 meeting, just like walking around on the field and stuff, I will drink it as well. Okay. Another, nice. another portion of it. And for me, it works. Yeah, it seems like a good good balance of you're getting some proteins, you're getting some mm-hmm. carbs, and keeping it light so you're not feeling yeah, exactly. completely full over. A lot yeah. of people always think uh, pasta and rice. So have are those things that you tried before or are those things that for you me, don't for me, work for you? I don't know. I just pasta is not, like my stomach does not like it. And I don't feel, I feel like just tired and bloated. So I don't, I stay away from pasta, to be honest, lately. I've been going more towards rice, no issues with it. The body feels good. Um, and for me, like my, my lunch and dinners usually consist of sweet potatoes and rice, uh, in addition to other vegetables, but pregame sweet potatoes work great for me. And, uh, yeah, I think they're a great source of carbs. I got another one for you. So for those of you who know you from college, Sergio, is a big nickname goes to Serge comes from Sergio Ramos. Mm-hmm. Um, but who do you think your game mirrors the most? Do you think that nickname is, is true? You think it, it fits, you fit some mm-hmm. other type of player. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean, you're, not, you're not doing a panic yeah. at the penalty spot. That's obviously. Yeah. No Ramos Ramos. Uh, that's like, of course, who, who I look to be play very physical you make your presence known but also offensively on free kicks and stuff you're always a danger to score um but like as, fun, as funny as it is because uh wags always mentions it but Aspilicueta for me is also like he's kind of in the, in a way he's like Philip Lom like no one not that he gets overlooked but like this guy is so consistent he is just like he's just a good defender and offensively, sure, he's great, but he's simple. But, like, the first job as a defender is to defend. And, like, yep. he, this guy is absolute class. And he's been in the Prem for 11 or 12 years. And he's consistently in the team. And for me, you it's like... You always hear him as a vocal guy, too. I mean, he's, he brings all the other little things that every player can do. Right. And I just think he does it so consistently. Right. Like, I remember Mourinho said, uh, I appreciate it with Mourinho, is that, like, if you have 11 Aspilicuetos in the field, you win the Champions League. Because, mm-hmm. like, he just mm-hmm. does every small thing correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a stat. I did not double-check it. But it was he has not made a mistake that led to a goal in his entire career in the Prem. No way. We're going to have to check that. That's crazy. I have to fact-check that. But that's insane. But I could see it. Because okay. he, he just, like, he plays really simple, you know? Mm-hmm. He doesn't – when he has the opportunity to put it across and stuff. But you're not going to see him – doing nine scissors to beat someone no definitely not never he's never going to do that so i'd say like a combination of them is like do do be consistent 
your mm-hmm. first point is defend and then mm-hmm. and then go from there but you need to just win your your 1v1s push the team in front of you be a leader and and I, it's like it's kind of a it's more of like an italian mindset you know like the classic mm-hmm. italian center backs defend you don't have to you don't defend have to be pirlo on the ball just defend get the mm-hmm. ball to the playmakers and your job's done you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i'd say i'd say those two are kind of who i look to be or use them as examples what about yourself um i answered this recently with a friend and i think i think i'm somewhere in between um a mateo kovacic and a Connor gallagher okay i like it explain in terms of i think i think kovacic is unreal in breaking a press so i think that's something i i want to get better at i don't think I'm that good compared to the level at doing things like this. I think mm-hmm. I could be, that's something I'm really trying to improve this year, breaking the lines or that initial first pressure. And then mm-hmm. the whole game opens up. I think that Burn said one time, he doesn't score enough. And I agreed with him, even though he did score on the Kovacic. weekend. Yeah. Uh-huh. He said, cause we were talking about them in one of our first episodes. Maybe mm-hmm. it was the champions league one. Where he says he doesn't score enough as an eight. And I do agree with him, but the fact that what he does in terms of breaking presses and allowing space to open up so that the wingers and the forwards can have the space to do what they do best, mm-hmm. I think is invaluable and gets overlooked. He is unreal at these things. And he, his distance covered has got to be not all the way up with Conte, mm-hmm. but it's got to be like one of the higher ones in the prem per yeah. 90 minutes. He is, he just always seems to be there. Yeah. So that's one thing for me is like, I'm, I'm work rate, especially at this eight spot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just feel more in tune to run than I would at like a left wing. Obviously mm-hmm. I played there in the past and Connor Gallagher is one who is another one who's just always there. He's, he's tenacious in the press. He's got a great first touch. He's got good vision. And I think these are things that I have compared to my level and two guys that I try and emulate a bit. Yeah. Now it'd be easy to say like, you know, everyone's dream eight and say like an Iniesta, but it's, that's just not realistic. I think I'm, I'm like these guys and that's what I can bring to a team. So that's for me. Yeah. And true. And also now like at this level that we're playing at, you can, you realize like maybe you were an Iniesta at Oni, but at Oneonta, but that's what I here, said. Yeah, here you're you see other players, and you're like, oh shit, they're much mm-hmm. better, they're much more Iniestas than I am. Like, let mm-hmm. me find a different role in this team. Um, I was a 10 at in college, I was a 10, straight right. up 10. Right. I played left wing a little bit. Um, but you were still teams a 10. would start to like mark, right? Um, but I I mean that's I I'm not a 10 at this level, it's just no. I'm a different player, and I've yeah. Luckily, I've adapted well, and I've really improved some things. I think Australia really helped me improve my defensive ability. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. like, I'm, I, I would love if they did more stats on this in terms of um, tackles and intercepted mm-hmm. passes and things like this. I'm sure there's some websites that do it. Like, um, remember Instat? Mm-hmm. But I feel like that kind of lost its buzz. I mean, there there are, like, B-Pro is also one that does it here. 
they're a big yeah, one. So I, I guess I could look into these things, but I, I would, I think mine per 90 would be pretty, I mean, I don't know, I guess I don't really look at other people, but mm-hmm. I think that they're pretty good. And it's something I, I developed certainly after college, not something I really had in my yeah. game there. Yeah. Yeah. You've definitely gotten better at just like toe poking the ball away and then creating a counter out of it, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. You win the ball, and then it's you have so much space to run into because they tried to be Kovacic, and, and you won the ball. Yeah, exactly. It's using one skill that I've I've always had. I've always been kind of agile, you know. So mm-hmm. my left to right. right, I'm not the fastest in a sprint. Sean would murder me in a sprint, but from left to right, those first five yards, right. I'm up there with a lot of guys. So like it was bringing that into my game where I'm baiting someone to go some way right and then i know they're gonna go this way and i just have that quick step on them and poke mm-hmm. it away you know it's not For sure but i i've added some crunching tackles as well yeah you know i picked up a few yellows you're not, here you're not afraid to get stuck in no not at all it's if i come another one for you sean is um you've been mongolia and germany so far u.s as well where are some places you would want to play before you retire um so for sure in the u.s at the uh, mm-hmm. towards the end latter years of my mm-hmm. career uh and i really would like to play i mean we've spoken about this before on the pod but uh, somewhere in southeast asia i think mm-hmm. just culturally very different down there uh you're paid like a king you and i both yeah i mean that's sure that's part of it uh, but you and I both love to travel, so just see new places, and that's one of those spots. Something completely different. Uh, in, a, in a similar way to Europe, where you can go from country to country, and they're vastly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're right next to each other. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just there's a lot of opportunities there. There's definitely a lot of unprofessional things that I've heard of. So maybe going from here to there, you have to have the mindset of, you know, training sessions and facilities might be a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, even at a higher level than we are here, it mm-hmm. can be significantly worse in terms of professionalism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'd be willing to to sacrifice that, whatever you want to call that, uh, just to see how it is there. I mean, I think it's a, mm-hmm. I've seen players. I know a few players that have played there. Uh, good fans, good atmosphere, nice weather maybe sometimes too hot but uh yeah i think that's something i want to try i mentioned to um i mentioned to my korean teammate and friend about playing there and he was like no you shouldn't like it's way too hot like you don't want to you don't want to train in this and live in this weather and i was like yeah maybe maybe i did would want to for a season you know i i I feel the same as you I, i could see myself there but I don't think I could see myself there for more than a year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And to be honest, it would be fire if we it was a package deal with us. Full work takes yeah, on Southeast that's, Asia. That's a I mean, I think that's for me. That's, that's uh, kind of needed. That would be, yeah, that would be the way it's the way it's got to go, and it can work. You know, you got the spine of the okay. team, center back, center mid. We'll bring a friend that's a, a number nine and mm-hmm. maybe a goalie. Mm-hmm. yeah maybe and there's all the foreigner spots bring wags bring a goalie coach yeah yeah, yeah um, there you go i to for, for myself personally yeah i could I, i've always been very intrigued with southeast asia 
not even just the soccer yeah just to live there for right. a bit and just under like just live in a beach culture right like that right where and live kind of minimum i don't know i've always been yeah. really intrigued with just doing this and right. i feel like you could learn even more just about yourself and about yeah living i don't know right yeah um, i think it's just uh you know seeing different cultures and stuff uh yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to play in a Spanish-speaking country as well. I said this too. The yeah. Problem. I would love to play in Spain, but it seems very, very difficult to Spain's play. Spain's tricky. Spain. And then uh, there's always opportunities. There's plenty of opportunity in Central South America. Mm-hmm. But with that comes like there, it, it is fairly dangerous uh, relative to Europe. Um, there's a lot of who knows. Maybe a um, lot of sketchy Maybe our things. boy Joe. Yeah. Maybe Joe starts Costa Rica club exactly um I would love to do that because I would love to learn Spanish uh fluent at least like somewhat fluent yeah I would love that yeah and I think it would happen significantly quicker it would happen of course significantly quicker than we have a basis and Mm -hmm. yeah I mean even just one season at a minimum uh would be yeah would be great um yeah so yeah though those are I've always wanted I've always wanted to play in the U.S. as well I've always wanted to play in the U.S. and play in front of family yeah. and friends. That's always yeah. something that's been a goal of mine. I don't know if it's going to – I don't, I don't want to say it's like the last thing that happens, but I would like to play at a competitive level in the U.S. Yeah. Um, professionally. So we'll, we'll see how these next years go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am really interested when the time comes, uh, whatever level it is, to go back mm-hmm. and kind of – at that point, you know, you'll be an older guy with experience to bring a bit of what we've learned, you know, out of the country, you know, and help yeah. people see maybe different things. And mm-hmm. like, we were so not brainwashed, but like, we were just kind of dumb players, to be honest, when we were in America and in college, like we've learned a lot since then. And well, I don't it was a know, lot of, it was a lot on instinct. And right. I think now you've learned a lot of different systems and how things work right and now you know like the basis for some movements that are absolute but then you know that there's this could happen so then what happens there so this could happen right there's just a lot of you know plan a plan b plan c plan d that you can learn mm-hmm. in terms of movement that yeah i never i never picked up in in the u.s right yeah i think it's just um you know, that comes right into kind of what, what we want to talk about in this episode as well. Uh, it was a quote from I Am Athlete. Rick Fit actually put us onto that. And I've listened to some episodes. It's with uh, like Ocho Cinco, Brandon Marshall, um, Fred Jackson, and then they always have guests on. Um, but they said exposure leads to expansion. And the context, I forget what they said it in this case. They were talking with Cam Newton at the time, and it was about him changing teams. And going, uh, went to Florida first, then he had to transfer because he was the backup, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I thought it was a great quote. This is also a sauna idea. I was in the sauna listening. And like, what we're talking about now is like, you, when you expose yourself to different cultures or different ideas or different places or different ways of living, um, whether that's in football or outside of football, just daily life, like we spoke also with Rick uh, about like you see different perspective or different perspectives on many different aspects of life. 
and then it gives your it expands your uh, what's the word just how you look at life for like if your if outlook right your outlook on life and maybe different ideas that you would have never thought of just staying in your little small town you know I stay in Massapequa my whole life and never leave I don't I don't know what else is out there and I find many many people stay in the little bubble especially in America one because in America too you travel but you travel to another state in America which is which is like the best part about America is that there's so many different uh, places to go but it's in the same country whereas mm -hmm. over here I mean it's different traveling and living in different places for sure but like you see just totally different outlooks on what's the best way to live and it's like you know in spain they have like the midday siesta where it's like take a take a break in the middle of the day and then go back to work at night here i found out recently that kids go to school until 12 o'clock and they're done and they're sure there's other schools that uh have different rules but like yeah so kids go to school in the morning they go to 12 and then they're done they eat lunch and they start their rest of their day and it's like mm -hmm. i don't know what way is best but it's like that's fascinating you know i could never have thought of that that when we were in high school that you're done at 12 o'clock like what are you going to do the rest of the day mm -hmm. um yeah there's, good, there's so many different point. things i think i think when you grow up it doesn't even have to be like you stay in a small town or anything but it's just like when you grow up in one culture you're you're you just become aligned with with those stigmas and those normalcies within that culture mm -hmm. And so everything outside of that culture is, is nuanced and it's weird. And um, maybe it's just a little bit harder to be empathetic or to see other people's perspective. I think when you take chances away to become uncomfortable and to learn, I think you really, at that point, I mean, certainly maybe just speaking from a personal experience, I just felt like I just saw people's perspective a little bit more, even when I disagreed right. with them, I could understand more why someone would think this way. Right. Because even in the U S like, I think very differently than some people in different areas or even in the same area, but then you think about why. And mm -hmm. that is one thing that I learned become, you know, traveling international and living international is that just because it's just because this is the way that you are used to doing something doesn't mean that's right. Just because your parents told you this doesn't make that fact. There is right. a million ways to do things. There's a million right. ways to do one thing. And it's like having the, I don't know if it's courage, but just having the, the ability to just kind of look at yourself and how you do something or how you approach something or how you think about something and just saying, okay, maybe I could do this better. Right. And maybe what I, what I know isn't, uh the best way it's not a, a it's not a correct or incorrect question it's like maybe i can do this better by doing it this person's way or thinking yeah. about it this way yeah and I yeah think it's it, like even this is the important time to let go of your ego a little bit and how right. your ego was formed because the people that you learn from i.e your family is the people that you trust the most growing up right so the things that they say you you take those as facts you know right. You don't really develop that critical thinking in those in those times, but then you just kind of expand your horizons and it's not necessarily like you have to live outside of somewhere, 
but I encourage people to travel. I encourage people to listen to different perspectives because your, your just opinion on things can just be a little more well-rounded and you're not just kind of, so I, I like what you said about stuck in a bubble, but I would, I wouldn't just say that where you live or where you stay makes you stuck in a bubble. No, I, I I'm adding on also, to you. I know, I, yeah, I know how you feel personally. It's like the but, people also like expose yourself to different people, mm-hmm. you know, because then you get different perspectives. It could be, it could be your next door neighbor, but you never talk to the person and they think about things mm-hmm. completely differently. You guys live mm-hmm. in the same place, but are in two different other two different planets and it comes to certain yeah. topics yeah and it's like what they were talking about uh, with cam newton and brandon marshall mentioned he was like a top uh pro ball whole uh wide receiver and then he transferred to the patriots and bill belichick's like who are you yeah he's like he was taken aback like what do you mean who i am like who am i mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's like like you got to show me in training and you got to earn your spot here like no one is going to be put on a pedestal here this is how we run the Patriots. And mm-hmm. I mean, the guys won everything. And it's like, at first it hurt. And he's like, what is this guy? You know, who does he think he is saying? Who am I? Like, of course he knows who I am. And it's like, but then he came to the realization. The same thing with Cam when he went to the Patriots. He's like, I didn't realize what 110% meant. He's like, I thought I was working really hard. But then I show up and now I have to get up at four o'clock and be at the facilities at 5 a.m. Because I have to prove to them that I really do work hard and want to learn their system and all that. And mm-hmm. if you don't get out of your comfort zone or whatever your, uh, your little circle is, whether that's a place you live or the people you hang out with, you don't see maybe a different perspective on things. Mm-hmm. And in, in this way, uh, it's not dissimilar to a competition in a sports team is like, you might think you're playing well, mm-hmm. but then someone walks in the door and you're no longer the guy. You know, and now you have to relook at yourself, be like, okay, what are some things that I could do better? Because I just lost my spot in like Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, that is professional sports. Yeah. And I feel like the big fish in a small pond is, is always um, a funny one because at the end of the day, you're, you're stuck in a pond, you know, there's no getting out of it. So people, you know, I think we all want to expand as people, whether that be, we become better at something or we become richer. It could be money, mm-hmm. anything. But if you stay in the same, in the same pond, you're never going to, to get bigger in, in that per se. You're never going to, to expand. And that comes from exposure to new environments, to new people. And it seems like it's just another way to, to kind of tell people to you know, embrace being uncomfortable and try new things. But it's true. Because at the end of the day, this is what helped me grow. I know it helped you grow. And it helped me to become just more understanding of, of people. And I think this is, uh, this is such a, a polarizing time, um, especially in the U.S., where it's either I think this way and you think this way. And I think it's important to just not look at every opinion that's against yours or way of doing something as wrong or as the enemy you know what i'm saying it's like reach over to that side and that comes from just putting down your ego for a second and just understanding that everything that you learned growing up is not necessarily 100 fact because you heard it from someone you trust or 
you're hearing these things from the circles that you surround yourself with. That doesn't make it fact. That doesn't make it 100% right, right, whatever way it is. And then thinking that way and then ultimately assuming everything that comes from something else or from a, a place that's um, foreign to you um, is wrong is just, is just a way to stay stagnant and then to, to just keep that polarization going. Right. And it's so big in the U.S. right now. I know it's getting bigger in other places too. Um, social media does a not a great so great job, you know, kind of mending the bridge. But mm -hmm. it's just another. I don't know. It just kind of stemmed my belief in this mm -hmm. even more. Yeah, and even back to football. It's like uh, with Morton, our our previous guest. He grew up in Denmark, thinking a way of football is played this way, and he goes to Italy at Inter Milan, and they think totally different. Mm -hmm. And his one wrong and is one right no because when it comes to push comes to shove if you play against each other it'd probably be a very equal game and they have two mm -hmm. different totally uh, totally different ideas on playing the game and what's the best way to play yeah um and that's what i find amazing to leave the country and play and we're fortunate enough to do so is like you know you could have a coach that or a trainer that thinks differently but when the whole culture thinks a certain way um you either adapt or you die. And it's like, that's, that's kind of, you learn quickly, you put your ego to the side, you learn the way they think, and then you can kind of bring your own uh, flavor to the game. So to say, so to say, um, yeah, I mean, also when you were, when you're just talking about that, how can one expose themselves to uh, different perspectives or different cultures and so on? The one thing I I, when you were speaking, I could think of podcasts. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. like definitely a, a huge thing right now. And it's only getting bigger. And I think that's a perfect way. Um, mm -hmm. You can listen to someone that maybe you disagree with. Um, but if they're intelligent in their own right, maybe they have some great points and not change your mind on something, but you can understand you have empathy for whatever it is they're speaking about. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I I get that a lot of court issues are human rights issues to some people, so it becomes very emotional, and I totally get that. Um, but I do think it's important to show understanding when, especially, I mean, you can't even go on like a Facebook these days because it's there is no understanding. There's no, it's not even debate. It's just like not conversation. No, you're wrong. No, yeah. you're wrong. Yeah, it's just the conversation aspect is lost and. Rick Fitz said this, it's just like so rare that you just have these conversations. And it's something that I value so much with the podcast is that yeah. we're really just taking a, a deep look into another person's story in life, drawing comparisons with ourselves and trying to come up with, you know, important themes and things that we learned. And hopefully people hear these things and get inspired too. I think these things are completely invaluable. And yeah. Just to come back to a, a point you said earlier, um, I remember that um, Evan was talking on when we had him and he was saying, you know, if you if you really wanted to like, if you're really a foodie, you would want to go to a place where food is like, you know, cuisine is art. So you could really understand like the depths of of this interest. And it's another reason why I think people who are, you know, so into football or into soccer should travel and at least try to play in Europe at some point in their career. 
mm-hmm. um, just to get the experience, just to learn from someone. And I think another one that's like completely different is uh, Matthew DeLitt, who is the center back um, Dutch national team also plays for Juventus played for Ajax. Now, if you look at Dutch and Italian football, they are, there are some similarities and uh, Italians are very technical and they like to pass, but Ajax is total football. This is, we are going to position ourselves in triangles throughout the, the field and gain advantage over you by possessing the ball for as long as we can and creating things through, you know, very beautiful football mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to say it. And Juventus is Italian football. It's, it's still, it's growing, but it's still in that terms of we want to defend first and make sure our defensive lines are here. So what did he do? He brought something that he was learned in a youth and in, in, in Ajax youth and stuff goes to the Mecca of defensive football to become the best center back that he can. I don't know his true intentions, but I can only imagine that had a big part to play with it to go study under people like Kellini and Bonucci right. and understand that aspect of it, bring in what he already knows about possession-based football and controlling a game that way mm-hmm. to just become the best version. I mean, he could have stayed there. He could have went somewhere else. I think this was just something that was completely different, but also could that exposure could lead to the greatest expansion of his potential. Right. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And that's a great point. I mean, he could have he could have easily gone to the Prem uh mm-hmm. and just kind of could have easily gone to Real or Barcelona right. too. Barcelona is just right. Ajax really on in a, in another way. So right. It was at the first I was very interested in it because you expect a path to kind of come out a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, maybe it's the best decision he could have made because the development maybe brings him to a part he could have never been. And yeah. I'm sure the culture is just so different than, than what he would be used totally, to. So totally. another reason. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, great to have oh another conversation. Mm-hmm. The boys, the boys are back here. This is the first one. We have some That's, between us two. Yeah, in a while. Yeah, we did like goals or something a while back, but I don't, I can't remember. It's, it's been quite some time. Got a lot of guests, and I'm enjoying the guests. Um, yes, but we have some things cooking still. They take a little longer, but we actually have made significant strides. Significant. Um, and we also wanted to kind of talk about before I have to go in a few minutes here, Sean, is we wanted to talk about just some ways that we could help you guys with teams, because um, we get reached out to a lot with questions and things like this, and feel free if you ever have questions just reach out to us either by email or on our instagrams or on the footwork instagram um we try and take the time to to give you what we know we don't know everything we we know a good amount from our time um we wanted to kind of provide you guys some types of templates to contact teams um i think you can find most teams at certain levels either soccer way or their social media you can get mm-hmm. on their website you can get their emails even if it's their info at whatever so we wanted to kind of help you guys with either e- email templates or you know conversations you can have with on phone um especially with german we can we wanted to think about maybe some german templates that you could send sean 
made a good point that phone is always better. So we want to um, develop something with that, but we would love to have your feedback on some things that you would love to have from us. And we yeah. would make this available for free for you guys. Um, so yeah, some things that you would like to know, um, some things that you would like to have when you're contacting teams, hopefully we can be of service and yeah, reach out to us with, um, some things you want and yeah, we want to provide as many free things as we can to help you guys get contracts, you know? Yeah. And then the helping hand to the next bunch to come yeah, up here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So till next time, keep moving forward, keep learning. And make your own path. I haven't said that in a while. That's been I guess been stealing time. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves. Also, Kong Fitness and Merchant Designs, baby. Follow us on Instagram at footwork underscore podcast. Twitter is at footwork podcast. YouTube and Facebook, just check out footwork podcast. Search it. Email us if you need anything, any questions at footworkpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, plug, plug, Pass. Tell your parents, Amazon delivery guy, mailman, I don't know who, just tell them. Like, subscribe, review, all of it helps. Thank you.